LeeTDickey.com. What's going on, everybody? Lee Dickey here. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. Today, on a special bonus show, I give to you my interview with Canadian rapper, comedian, entertainer, John Snow. Now, John is from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and we got hooked up through a mutual friend, a mutual connection. So getting to go back and forth with John in terms of setting up this interview was incredibly easy, incredibly straightforward. And even, you know, getting to talk to him for as long as I did, it was amazing. The length of this interview is, is great. We talk everything from his musical loves, his musical influences, from 50 Cent to The Game and uh, Hanson, The Backstreet Boys, Blink-182. Just, you know, all his musical tastes and all his musical influences and his life, where it was and where it is and who he has, who he has become. And I suppose the real piece de resistance, the real salt and pepper to this interview was the fact that the day we recorded this interview was the day before the Big Brother Canada auditions for season eight. And that is something that John auditioned for. He was going to audition for this upcoming season for Big Brother Canada. We talk a lot about that and basically anything and everything and who John is. It was just amazing to have him on the show and go back and forth with him in terms of setting it up and then executing the interview. It was fantastic. I loved having him on. So John, if you're listening to this, thank you for reaching out and thank you for coming on the show. It was a real pleasure to have you. If you ever want to come back and do another episode and have another good old fashioned conversation, my inbox is always on, my door is always open and there will always be a spot for you here. To find my guest, John Snow, you can find him on Instagram at John Snow King of the North, and then John Snow on Facebook and YouTube. Of course, I will put all those links in the description below. So now that you know where to find my guest, John Snow, I'm going to tell you where you can find me and this podcast, the Beats and Speaks podcast, right now. Okay, so the new episodes of the Beats and Speaks podcast go live every Friday at midnight Eastern Time on iTunes, Spotify, my official website, LeeTDickey.com, and your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Please leave us a review, like, comment, and share. You can leave reviews on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. You can also leave reviews on my official Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash LeeTDickey, and I will feature them right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, as well as my official website, LeeTDickey.com. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, please email me at LeeTDickey, that's L-E-I-G-H-T-D-I-C-K-E-Y at gmail.com, and we will set something up and go from there. You can also find us on YouTube under Lee Dickey TV. Please subscribe, like, share, and comment there as well. Again, thank you to my guest, Jon Snow, for coming on. But now that you know where to find John and myself and the Beats and Speaks podcast, let's get into the main event. Let's get into why you're here. My interview with Canadian rapper, comedian, and entertainer, and Big Brother Canada, future Big Brother Canada champion, Jon Snow right now on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Yo, what's up, guys? It's John Snow, and you're listening to the Beats and Speaks podcast with Lee Dickey. So, John, I want to welcome you to the Beats and Speaks podcast. 
And I appreciate the fact that you wanted to do the show and it took a little while, but we finally got something set up. So thank you for coming for sure. on the show for and, sure. and doing this. You're welcome, buddy. I'm, so, I'm, I'm psyched, psyched to be here. I'm, I'm excited to have you. So why don't you, I'm going to give you the floor. Okay. Why don't you tell my audience and myself a bit about yourself and who you are? Uh, all right. So my name is, uh, I go by John Snow, but I used to go by Bobby Franchise. I've been rapping now for almost over over 18 years, almost close to 19 years, man. You know, I, I, I've been around, I've traveled, uh, you know, I've always haven't had the best, you know, circumstances in life, but I've always overcame them and I've always, you know, become stronger from them. So, you know, I end up, I ended up making a YouTube channel for Bobby franchise. I, I named it franchise six, six, six and six, six, six is the devil. I don't mess with the devil no more because you know, it's not a good thing. So I ended up having to change my name. I built a name and had to change it and just get rid of it. So that's a hard thing for people to do, but I did it because it was for the best. So now I've been just like grinding hard. I've been off parole now for a few months. I just finished doing nine years in the pen for some mistakes that I made when I was younger. You know, and a lot of people say, well, how did you do it? How, how did you make it through nine years? Well, how, how couldn't I? Like, I wasn't going to give up, right? You know what I mean? So I had to, like, learn and become stronger through it. But I'm glad now that I look back at it. I'm glad I went through it because it made me stronger today. And now I'm just, like, out here trying to help inspire people, encourage people with my music, with my, with my jokes, my laughter. You know, my, my basic moral of life is to live, love, and laugh, right? And that's... Honestly, that's a good model to go by. I mean, you've turned your life around, and yeah. you seem like a stand-up guy. And the, I try to be. And then the fact that you're on this show is a testament, I guess, to myself and having people on the show and having something that people want to talk about. But I'm I'm just happy to have you here and it like you know have you promote how how you feel and the story that you want to tell positivity man it's a law of attraction what you put in the universe is what you get back right definitely definitely so you you mentioned that you were like you're a rapper yeah and you you've been doing that say, for a long, like, time. a long time like almost yeah. you know 18 19 probably almost yeah. 20 years so what who are your biggest influences in terms of like hip-hop and rap well, honestly, man, when I when I, started, I grew up like a, a skateboarder kid, so I was like listening to like Blink-182 and like all them things. And then when I went to high school, man, 50 Cent came out, and I'm telling you, he was hard. He was hard. He was hard, man, and he got shot nine times, and you know, man, he was gangster, right? So Eminem, 50 Cent, and then really what inspired me was the game. The game really got me into wanting to rap. You know what I mean? It also got me into wanting to be a gangster, which kind of turned out to actually happen, which, you know, we won't manifest that kind of stuff no more, right? <laughs> we yeah. ain't manifesting that stuff no more, but it really got me into it. So the game, I would say, the game in 50 Cent kind of inspired it, but there's been many more along the way that kind of kept it going. Like, when I was into a Drake, when Drake first came out, I was really, really feeling his hunger and his, you know, his energy. And, you know, nowadays, it's it's pretty much my boy, Tom, Tom McDonald, that really inspires me to keep going, man. He's, he's got a fire. He's He's got a divine purpose. You know, he's, he's speaking the truth. I don't know if you heard of Tom yet. I, I have not. I, I will definitely uh, I'll look him up, though. Yeah, That's Tom McDonald. Sure. Yeah, he's dope. But um, well, you mentioned Blink-182 yeah. and then getting into hip-hop. So that's yeah. kind of that's yeah, it's, it's two different it's ends of the spectrum there. That's, for sure, for sure, definitely, 100%. It's, I didn't expect it, right? Where did uh, where did that uh, love, I guess, for like Blink-182 and the punk, pop scene sort of start Skate, skateboarding man just you know? that's it eh 
yeah, you watch skateboard videos, they play that kind of music, and I always, I always like Blink-182, I, I always like Tom DeLonge, he was always a good singer, man, I, I just, I, I, he made a couple different bands too, like Boxcar Racer and Angels and Airwaves, and I just like, I like what he talks about, man, it's just, it's like, you know when you listen to music and you get those, like, goosebumps, and like, in the back of your neck, man, like, that's why I listen to music, that's why I create music, to have people feel that, you know, like, music these days, you don't feel nothing, man, and it's just poison. Right? Yeah, it's, it's all just an auto-tuned mess. Yeah. At so. this at, at this juncture, you're just like, okay, so you yeah. guys like this. I, I, I find that as I get older, I'm turning into my grandfather. Oh man, me too. I don't even go out anymore. Like I see these kids going out and stuff like man, I'm I'm an indoor cat now, bro. Yeah, well even like in terms of like music, right? Like somebody'll turn on the radio or they'll have something on Spotify and they'll love it and i'm like turn that you... racket down turn yeah. that racket down you young hoodlums basically yeah <laughs> just like what you guys call this music do you yeah no doubt that's funny and i, yeah. I they're like it's great but, i'm like there's what are what language is this yeah i, I have I to ask mum, because it's like mumble yeah mumble like, language like, what is this and they're like it's the hottest thing i'm like oh boy we're doomed aren't we for sure for but, sure, we're not, we're not doing. We're not doing. There's honestly, there's a new wave of conscious artists coming out right now, man. And, and honestly, I, I feel like we're gonna take over here soon. Well, I'm looking forward to like whatever music you put out. You've turned me on to Tom McDonald now, so I will look him up for sure. Kyro, Kairos and Little Turtle. Remember those guys? Those guys are doing a big thing. Of things course, those guys yeah. will. I mean. Whether you're local or you're international, it doesn't matter. As long as you put out good music, the world will, will turn on to it. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And, and honestly, I believe showing love is, is also good. A lot of people show hate these days, man. And I show love, man. And it just it, it gets me farther, right? It gets me farther than hate ever would. Love beats hate every time. Of course. Well, I mean, I you know, I have these conversations with people all the time because everybody's on social media these days, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or whatever. And it seems that like every time you turn one of those on or you log into one of those apps that if it's 10 o'clock in the morning and somebody hasn't complained, then something's wrong. Oh man, you don't even know, man. Like a lot of days I I spend, I just go through my news feed uh, and I just look for people like who are just feel like, I I feel like they're more like suicidal where you can, you can tell posts, right? When people like, man, I give up. I'm not, so I try to look for that. I try to uplift people, man. I spend a lot of time in my newsfeed doing that and a lot of people don't know that stuff but you know i mean i really try to make sure that people aren't feeling that way because i lost my best friend radar you know he, he didn't want to live on anymore and he ended up overdosing on some on some drugs and stuff and, and i didn't get to say goodbye man i wasn't i was going through my own so i didn't get a chance to say goodbye so now i try my best to uplift anyone who, who feels that way because i know deep down that's just the devil trying to lie to them so i try yeah. to do my best man well i mean you are doing your best and i think that's the only thing that any of us can do but why don't you tell me about a, a bit more about your the impact that music's had on you so what is the the first album that you've ever purchased or that you ever remember like the biggest oh man you're gonna that laugh had the biggest influence on you honestly man hansen middle of nowhere really and yeah, man i was big into hansen bro like honestly like I remember one time I went I went to Halloween one year as Taylor Hansen. Oh, I shouldn't have swore, but whatever. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I, I was, right, I was like a little kid. I was, I was a little kid, man. I just love. I was just like I thought they were just the coolest people ever, man. 
I don't know. I, was it? I was like, well, that was um their biggest single. That's the album that uh, Umbop came off of, I think. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where's Love? All them albums. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just I like I remember having. I think I don't know. I might still have it, but I think I bought Bro, it. I was I was I was hardcore man. I had their Christmas album man. I had everything man. I ordered it. <laughs> really? I wow. Yeah. That's because I was I just think, a kid, man. I was just like twelve years old, whatever, you know. Yeah, whatever. I think you and I are around the same age, so. Yeah. First, it was like, Backstreet. I was I was in the Backstreet Boys a lot, you know, and then, then boom, Hanson came out and it's like bye bye Backstreet Boys. See you later. <laughs> I just yeah, there you go. Right, we we're going from like, you know, yeah. Backstreet's back to like Umbop. Like, but you sure. know what? You know what? Honestly, man, I, I I remember back now. Honestly. It was, I think it was like the, the first real album that I bought myself was the Limp Biscuit. Um, Limp Biscuit, the first one where they had Nookie on there. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. The, I, Limp Biscuit, I think because Fred Durst was more of a sort of a rapper, so I think that might have like kind of inspired the rap thing, maybe a little bit. Yeah, because they, they something a little more different. Yeah, because they sort of mixed like the new metal meets hip hop. Yeah, and yeah, and I, so I'm like, not even gonna deny it. I like back in the day, I loved Limp Biscuit. Who didn't? That red hat? Everyone had that red New York Yankees hat. Yeah. Well, I think that's when, like, uh, fitted hats really came into fashion, you know, back in those yeah. days. And Fred, Fred put New Era fitted hats on the map, straight yeah. up. <laughs> and it was, like, I remember um, rocking out to My Way when that came out, a whole... Highway like, of the Highway. A, that's a dope Pretty fact. much. Like, it was a massive, one of my favorites, for sure. And this no, is no. back in the days of, like, CDs and cassettes kids you know by the way do you remember those things those cds things those what you call them cds right yeah 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 the compact discs you know the things that yeah. cost like 14.99 and an hmv that, quick story with that my, my boy tom he, he actually just put out an album called ghost stories mm-hmm. and what he did was he actually only put out physical copies and he only put out physical copies because he wants people to have that feel of having something in their hand right smart so yeah, so you know what, and, and anybody who honestly, I, the album is dope, man. Anyone wants to get it, you can get it at www.hangovergang.com, and that's Ghost Stories. That's a physical copy, so you feel like you're, you know, you're you're a kid again. You know, you can get something to open up, right? And I think that's a very smart strategy. Yeah, and the only thing is, you have to have a CD player to obviously listen yeah, but you, to them. Yeah, or a computer or or a car, right? But you can also put it on your phone. You can, you know, you can, but just having that, you know, a lot, a lot of people that buy the album, like, put it up. Like, they put it in, like, frames and stuff because, yeah, you know, Tom has, Tom has a really good fan base, right? And and, and honestly, they not only helped me, you know, they help, they help each other, man. It's really crazy, man. Like, a lot of people are out for themselves, but Hangover Gang is, is definitely, you know, for each other, man. And it's, it's rare these days, and I love it. Well, I mean, if you want to pick up that album, go to hangovergang.com and yep. um so what like what, what would you say are the biggest lessons you've learned going through what you've gone through to where you are now the biggest lesson i've learned that i'm going to keep learning lessons and the, the tests are going to keep coming bro and that you know none of it's meant to kill me it's only meant to make me stronger and if i and if i if I change the way I think, I can change the way I live, right? So if I look at my past and like, oh, well, poor me, poor me, poor me, I'm always going to feel like that. But if I look at my past and like, yo, that stuff made me a better person, stronger because of it, I'll think of it differently. I'll, I'll, I'll be thankful for why I went through that, right? A lot of people don't understand why they're going through a certain situation, and maybe they never will, but usually I, I know for a fact that, okay, this is a time for me, but it's going to turn into something good afterwards. So I try to always keep that in my mind, right? Yeah, fair enough. I mean a good way of looking at something like that right for sure um, you know the lessons keep coming man yeah i mean the 
the farther the, the more you grow, the farther you go. Yeah, that's I like that. But um, with your music, and yes. I'm I'm curious, like, what are you trying to accomplish musically, and what 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 do you want people to take from your music? Honestly, man, I'm just trying to I'm trying to spit truth. I'm trying to you know change the way people think about certain stuff. You know, everyone's listening to this negative stuff, man. Like with all this like drugs. Like, listen, I'm just sick of people. You know, listening to these guys talk about all these drugs that I don't believe they even do and they poison the youth. So I'm trying to just kind of spit some truth. Like, it's more of like a positive way. Like, I, I always try to spit positivity. You know, I try to uplift people, you know, through my music, through my jokes, through, through whatever, you know, one-on-one experiences. I'm just trying to keep it real. I only rap about stuff that I feel, you know, I don't try to promote any kind of, you know, violence or, 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 or crime, you know, I did that stuff, man. I, li- I really did that stuff in all of was nine years in prison. So I'm trying to like help young artists who are talking about that, living that to try to like switch their ways, man, because I know what it gets you and it doesn't get you anything good, man. And, you know, I did survive nine years in prison, but not, not everyone can, you know what I mean? It's a tough place, man. It's a jungle in there. Right. So if I can help anyone with my music or anything sort of switch their ways, man, that's, that's why I do it. Right. You and think I do it a lot. Do you, do you think a lot of people, you know, when it comes to music nowadays or, you know, when you were coming up, like you had mentioned you'd gotten into like 50 Cent, the game, I'm assuming G-Unit was in there too. Oh, yeah, Lloyd Banks, Young Buck, yeah. Yeah. So are you, um? do you think a lot of people are listening to this of idolizing sort of like the wrong people and just sort of like 100 percent bro because i remember i remember when when i was really living my like trying to be gangster days and really going hard i was listening to a lot of uncle murder and the violence and stuff was like fueling my anger and hatred man yeah 100 percent that music does that stuff 100 percent we even you know when you're like a teenager and you're going through your adolescent years like you're full of you know, your hormones are everywhere and you yeah. just, you're angsty all the time. I mean, I know I went through it um, because I listened, sure. I listened to a lot of hip hop in high school. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I, uh, I, I started at the tail end of elementary and I listened to a lot of like LL Cool J. Okay. So you came in at like, like a lighter, a lighter wave of it. You didn't come in when it was full gangster. You came Pretty in much. like LL Cool J gangster, which is, it's all right. It's well, it bubble gum. So if you want to call it that, <laughs> sure. I don't care. But yeah. you know, as I got into high school, like for me personally, like Fifty Cent, his debut album came out, I think, the year I graduated elementary, and then it was really hot going all through high school, and then it was, I think, um, what what was the name of it? his second album came out? I was in the eleventh grade. Or album. Well, his first album was Get Rich or Die Trying, and the second was like The Massacre, I think. Yeah. So I think The Massacre yeah. came out. And in about 2005, so I would have been like the 11th grade. So, um, I mean, I remember I enjoyed those albums, but as I got older, I was like, what in the world was I listening to? Just like, why? Definitely garbage, for sure. Poison, 100%. I just, well, it's not even like, if that's your craft, that's your craft. But I was just kind of like looking back at my own life, and I'm thinking to myself, and this was not even... This was probably just a few years later. I was like, "Why am I listening to this stuff?" <laughs> because for like, sure, 
and a lot of the youth these days, they can't differentiate what's real and what's fake. So, you know, they're listening to these artists rap about stuff and they're thinking it's real when a lot of it's not, bro. Really, it's, it's not. Just, yeah, that's that's all that it is. It's just, it's designed, ladies and gentlemen, it is, it's, this might come as a shock to you. It's designed to sell records. It's designed 100%. to make them money. They may, yeah. they may have done some of this stuff on record. They may not have. They may not have, yes. So but don't believe everything you hear. Right? Pretty much. And like it's just designed to make the artist money. It's designed to make the label money. No doubt, that's all true. that it is. So my plan is, I'm, I don't even really care. I'm not even trying to sign a no record deal, man. Not for one, I don't want to be controlled, and for another, I don't want them taking half my money because I know the record industry inside out. I know they charge it for every single thing. I know they keep a lot of money, so I'd rather just do it all on my own and keep all my my profits, so I can do something good with it, right? Well, everybody's doing that nowadays. I mean, I know personally myself, I have several uh, albums on iTunes and Spotify, and nice. I, I release them independently. Yeah, that's so, why my plan is to do it. And, and it, it works. It's, it's a solid way to go about things. Everybody's doing the independent route these days because yeah. you, can, you can't, if you have, say, solid marketing strategy or you know, a solid fan base, yeah. people will gravitate towards things that they like because of the advent of the internet and where we are now anyway. Sure. But you know what? These artists, these are so hungry to, to try to make it, and they're willing to sign any deal, bro. And all of these deals are meant to screw them over. You know what I mean? Like, they don't understand that if they don't sell these records, like, say you get a, a, an advance, that's like $30,000 advance, right? Yeah. Get a deal. If you don't sell these records, man, they're going to, you're going to be in debt. You're going to, you know, they're going to, you know, get rid of you. Like, it's not, it's not going to be good, right? So I would, I would suggest any young artist to think twice before signing any deal and to make sure that it's legit. Yeah. I mean, like, and I, I can, tell a personal story on my own show why not yeah so i um i was approached a few years ago by a small indie label yeah and i remember they had they they had approached me so i wasn't looking for the deal and they had come to me with this deal which was basically like we will help you with marketing and if you need like cover art design you need any sort of mixing and mastering or production let us know and i think the original deal was something like i would get 85 percent, and they would get about 15 or i would get 80 percent, and they would take 20 um which that's it, not bad if it, was, if it was only that though that, that yeah no charge it for everything though which is crazy it was i mean that would have been fine yeah. but i remember because it took me so long to get my first album completed and out that the my rep at that label had come to me later and was like yeah we'd like 90 percent." and i was like no just like this is where we have a parting of the ways so what they they wanted to give you not they wanted to take 90 percent yeah well yeah like no thanks here (laughs) just this is no i'm I'm good because i mean the thing with with all my records, I do yeah. all the writing, all the mixing, all the mastering, all the production, the cover art. Yeah. That's all me. Basically, they need you, really. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, here, we want to take 90. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm cool, bro. We can just part now. For sure. You can pretty much. It takes a big man to give up that, right? Because a lot of these kids wouldn't these days just to have that. 
clout or whatever they want to call it. Well, I mean, they're just like, I got signed. I mean, I was, don't get me wrong. When they approached me, I was excited. I felt validated, but it was like, yeah, I'm going to take, like, when they come to you and go, we want 90%, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. We, You yeah. guys can stay over there and I'll be over here. Because it is doing us doing all, doing all the work, right? You know what I mean? Pretty much. Like, a lot of people, they offer this help, but they don't know what they're offering. They can't really offer it. I mean, I'm, I'm more of an army one-man force than any of these labels. I mean, I'm out here, you know, on social media, everywhere. Man, I'm doing a lot, man. One-man army. And and it's and people are watching for sure. And, well, you know, the funny thing, like, somebody has said this to me years ago. Is it because of the advent of social media and the internet and, like, everything's basically at our fingertips now? Yeah. Is it the entire, like, everybody is basically local. Exactly. That's why I love it. I don't kind of leave my house, man. Like, honestly, I used to go out downtown when I was and get in fights and stuff, and everyone wants to cause drama. Nowadays, man, I'm kind of nervous about that because I'm older now, right? Like, so I get to just chill inside, but I get to interact with so many people, man. It's really quite fun. Yeah, like, with age comes wisdom, and I know, speaking from experience, even with this show, like, the people that I've interviewed, they, like, they're some of the most down-to-earth, greatest people that I have ever had the pleasure of having on this show and having talked to. No doubt. No doubt. You know, I think with age, like I said, age with age comes wisdom, and we all just want to, like, why would you not just want to have a nice, cool, calm, yeah. like, positive, relaxing life? Exactly. You know? But but like a lot, a lot of these young guys, they don't, they don't realize it until they're older anyway, right? So it's just it's just experience in life that'll you'll get there eventually. It's just yeah, I mean, all it takes is getting knocked around a little bit, and then you're just like, okay, maybe I don't want to keep getting knocked around anymore. Yeah, exactly. So let's get into Big Brother Canada. I mean, this is Ooh. huge. This is big. You're well, as, big, of, but- as of recording like the um the auditions for Big Brother Canada, and I should. Let everybody know that you're out in Halifax, Nova I'm in, Scotia. I'm in Halifax, yes, and they're tomorrow between three and six down down on uh, Brunswick Street. Um, it's a sports bar. I don't know the exact uh, address right now. I should have had that on hand, but um, it's posted on my Facebook, man. If anyone wants to go, I'll see you there. It's gonna be awesome. And um, you know, it's funny because um, I've been going really hard with it, right? You know, my memes and and and, and my posts for for Big Brother Canada. And I actually got messaged. I don't want to say the name, but I got messaged by a previous player, and he was like pretty much wishing me good luck. And then he was like t- giving me pointers, giving me tips. He's like, "Yo, you're going too hard on social media. You know, production watches everything, and they don't want anyone knowing anything." So he pretty much told me to keep no more buzz, no more buzz. Because I, I told him I was trying to create a buzz, right? And he's like, "No more buzz. Mm-hmm. Big Brother Canada is really secretive, right?" So either either that was them prepping me for it, or just a past player giving me tips. Either yeah. way, it's dope. It's dope. It's amazing either way. And the fact that this former player, former contestant on Big Brother Canada reached out to you and was like, look, man, you might want to pull back the reins for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty cool. That is really cool. And, you know, as much because honestly, my, my plan was because after the auditions, I was because they still have till November 19th to do the online application. After the auditions, I was going to go 10 times harder. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that he told me that because... I don't want to piss them off, right? Of course. Well, I mean, like... Because already I'm at a disadvantage for my criminal record, which I don't know if they know about it yet, but I'm going to try to, like... I'm using it as a positive note, man, and, and I don't know. I just hope it doesn't, like, be the determining factor. But I've talked to a few players before, and they said that 
criminal records aren't a disqualifier. You mm. know, basically it's all about ratings to them. Yeah. So hopefully that is the case and they can see that my life has changed and that, you know, I'm trying to do this for a, a good reason. You know what I mean? I'm not just, not only do I want the championship, I think I can win it. Also that hundred thousand dollars could really change my life in a positive sure. way. I mean, and a hundred thousand too. hundred thousand dollars is like, that's not chump change. No, man, I can get my mom out of the, out of the, out of the ghetto. You know what I mean? They can get me a nice little, you know, down payment on a condo or whatever. It can really set me up to where I'm not, you know, struggling as much as I am right now. And I'm not so, struggling that much right now, but I'm, you know what I mean? It's tough. Wait, every, everybody would like a little more, right? You'd like a little yeah. padding. Yes, for sure. Yes. So, like, what drew you to Big Brother Canada? Like, I, oh, me, explain that to me, because I, I don't understand so, the draw. I watched I watched the regular Big Brother, Big Brother when I was younger. And honestly, man, Dan Giesling. Dan Giesling won Big Brother Canada, or Big Brother Season 10. And they brought him back to, to play in season 14. And he almost won the second time, but he had a bitter jury. And I'm telling you, watching the gameplay, watching, you know, the strategy, the the, the, the moves, man, it just, I was addicted, man. Same with Survivor. Survivor is like the same sort of thing. Like, I just, I'm hooked on it. I'm hooked on the gameplay, the moves. Like, I love it when there's like a, a, a big move play. Like, and that's what, when, when I go play, man, I'm not, I'm not going in there scared to play. I'm going in there to play. You know what I mean? So when there's guys are like, oh, I don't know if I should make this move. I'm like, man, make that move. <laughs> Here, let's do that. You know? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. you're probably on, only on the show once and you only get an opportunity like that once. So you might as well make yeah. the most of it, right? Yeah. So, so when Big Brother Canada came on, you know, I was in I was in prison, but I loved it, man. I watched every season. You know, I was like hooked on it. And, and, and I just I just loved it. I loved what they what they do. Right. And when after I think it was after season five, there were there were, you know, rumors of canceling the show or it was like not coming back. And I'm telling you, I was so upset, man. I was like, man, it can't be possible. I'm meant to be on the show. They can't be they can't be done. I'm meant to be on the show. And what do you know? They came back. Right. And it's all happening. So I feel like this is part of my destiny. I feel like I'm meant to win it. I feel like that is going to propel me to the next level of my career, which is amazing. So I just thank God and everything I do. Like you mentioned that the prize money, which is nothing to sneeze at, is a hundred thousand dollars, and that's Canadian, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, but the exposure, but even then, the exposure is way more valuable than the money. I think. Fair, but like a hundred thousand dollars, Canadian, even then, is nothing to sneeze at. So, yeah. what would you do with all that prize money? First things first, I'm going on the World Poker Tour, trying to win a couple more championships. <laughs> a couple million, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I and I would, I would invest in music. I'd probably invest in a few features with some artists that are worth it. You know what I mean? Maybe do like a couple nice videos. Get I would definitely put at least twenty grand on a condo. You know what I mean? Definitely have to buy buy a place for sure. And um, you know, I, I don't know. I would just try to like use it for good. Yeah, I, and I mean that that is the best way to look at it. I have this, and I've been given it, so. I, yeah. It's sort of like a gift, if you want to call it that. And I might as well use these talents and my gifts for good, whether it's $100,000 or whatever else you have. Well, there's more, there's more to the it. prize because there's, there's, there's a $25,000 um, brick furnishers, brick furnishing, so you get your furniture. There's a trip for two anywhere around the world. You know, the prize, the prize is more than this hundred grand, man. There's a lot to it. Plus the exposure and the opportunities from winning it would be just incredible, man. Like. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you're you'd be all over. You'd be on national Canadian television. So that's for that's sure. Huge. For sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's you know, it's not about the money for me as much as the championship. The championship will live forever. The money won't. Fair. 
right. just invest it in some shrewd things, and I think you get yourself a nice little nest egg there. I just need to win it first, and then I'll invest it in. <laughs> I just need to win it first, and then just we can invest it. Don't forget the guy that has you on his podcast, eh? Well, man, as soon as I win, I'll come back on the podcast, bro. We'll have right. we'll have your first Big Brother Canada winner on the podcast. Sounds good. Um, yeah. But as we wrap up here, like I'm going to ask you a few yeah. more, just a few more questions. Yeah. So, cool, cool. Um, going back to Big Brother Canada, yeah. Where, like, like you mentioned that you fell in love with it while you were in prison, and that you just yeah. you didn't want it to go away, and they came back. Yeah, they came back. Thank God. So. Are there players from past seasons that kind of really made an impression on you or influenced you in any way? Honestly, man, Bruno. Bruno was one of them from season three and five. Godfrey. Godfrey came in second or second place in season three. I was really upset about that season because I wanted him to win. And actually, you know, I've sent Godfrey some of my music and he was really pumped on it. So, you know, him, John Party from season two was dope. You know, he won the whole thing. That was an epic game. Um, uh, uh, what did I... Uh, Prince of Kelowna, uh, the pretty boys, um, Dane, Dane did a really good job. I also liked the brothers in season three. They did a good job or seasons, uh, five, I think it was, or, or six. I can't remember all the seasons are, no, there was definitely season three, season three. I, I mean, the seasons are getting crazy, man. There's a lot of them. No, it was they're, season four. <laughs> they're all over the place. I know. Yeah. I mean, I that, like that seems to be the big brother place. formula where you're just all over the place. But you know, honestly, man, the Dane I wanted to win, but there hasn't been there hasn't been a lot of them. Like I'm usually really good at picking winners from the first day. Like I picked many Survivor winners from the first episode. I picked them from day one and go to the very end. And there's nothing like a feeling like picking your guy from the first and watching him win at the end, man. I'm telling you, it's like a, a electric le- electricity going through your body, man. Yeah, you get to I, see the vote coming in. It's crazy. I think. Well, when it came to Survivor, like I'm not really into that kind of thing, but I did yeah. try to sort of ingratiate myself with the first season i think that's when richard won the million dollars right yeah 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 and i tried and to be honest i was more surprised because i think i might have been like 12 when survivor hit the air yeah yeah um all those years ago not that i'm saying i'm old now but you get the idea but um when he won and then like not that not too long after you hear about all the 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 problems that he had to go through i was like well maybe like reality tv is not all that worth it but then again you have somebody like yourself who's trying to use their their gifts and their talents in a positive way and i mean i wish you nothing but the best on big brother canada with your audition and i certainly hope you win the hundred thousand dollars and you get to come back on the show and tell me about right. your experiences and give us some behind the scenes tidbits. And I'm, I'm sure that the entire country will be watching. So for sure. That's so like, I'm, I'm just going to manifest it. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds perfect. So like John, I want to thank you for coming on the beats and speaks podcast today. Uh, very quickly. You, where, where can everybody find you if you're on social media? Um, I'm on Instagram, John Snow, King of the North, all one, one word. So that's easy. Um, John Snow on Facebook, um, John Snow on YouTube, pretty much all this, all the same name, right? I try to keep it the same for everything. I mean, cool. Thank you again for uh, doing this. That's John Snow, ladies and gentlemen. He is auditioning for Big Brother Canada. 
let's all wish him the best of luck. I am I'm rooting for you, my friend, as I'm sure all your friends and family are. The entire country sure. is going to be watching. So best of luck. I certainly hope you win it, you pull through. And the next time Thank I you. talk to you, you are the winner of I'm this winner. latest season of Big Brother, Big Brother Canada. Canada and we'll have you back on the show. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, John, and um, I'm sure we will. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure we will catch you down the road. 100%, man. Peace, buddy. All right, John. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bro. For sure. Well, there it is. There you go. There you have it. My interview with Canadian rapper, entertainer, comedian, future Big Brother Canada champion, John Snow. John, I want to thank you once again for reaching out and for wanting to appear on the Beats and Speaks podcast. It was a real pleasure to have you, a real pleasure to go back and forth with you. Good luck with Big Brother Canada this year. If you want to find my guest, Jon Snow, you can find him on Instagram at Jon Snow King of the North and on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Jon Snow. But of course, all those links will be in the description below. To find me, yours truly, Lee Dickey and the Beats and Speaks podcast, you can go to my official website, LeeTDickey.com course the beats and speaks podcast is available on my official website leetdicky.com itunes spotify google play and wherever you find your favorite podcast please comment like share and subscribe you can find us on youtube as well by searching for lee dickey tv leave us a review you can leave reviews on itunes and your favorite podcast app and player of choice but you can also leave reviews on my official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Lee T. Dickey, and I will feature them right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast, as well as my official website, leetdickey.com. But there you go, my interview with Canadian rapper, entertainer, comedian, future Big Brother Canada champion, Jon Snow. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Once again, find us on your favorite podcast app and player of choice. Subscribe to the Beats and Speaks podcast. Leave us reviews. Go find Jon Snow at, on Instagram at Jon Snow King of the North and by searching for Jon Snow on YouTube just with Jon Snow. But of course, all those links will be in the description below. Subscribe to both of us. Subscribe to the show. And if you want to be a future guest on an episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast, please email me at leetdickey at gmail.com. All that information will be in the description below. Take advantage of it so you and I can have a good old-fashioned conversation and you can hear yourself on a future episode right here on the Beats and Speaks podcast. Thank you all for listening, but I've been Lee Dickey, and this has been another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. We will see you all and talk to you all next Friday for a brand new episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast right here on LeeTDickey.com and your favorite podcast app and player of choice, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, you name it, we're there. Find us, like us, subscribe to us, share, comment, and become a guest, okay? Because I want you guys on this show. I want to hear your stories, and I want to help you tell them, okay? Let's just have a good old-fashioned good time and conversation. All right, I'm Lee Dickey, and this has been another another episode of the Beats and Speaks podcast. I'm signing off. We'll talk to you all again soon. Peace. tdickey.com